Are you tired? Does today's news have you on edge? And just make you think to yourself, I just want to relax. Well, look no further. Your oasis awaits at Shangtu Sun Island. On your way to our island, you'll enjoy a beautiful view of fog and decay. Sail the seven seas in our luxurious rotting boat. Once you arrive to our island, you'll enjoy a bountiful banquet that will immediately be tossed on the floor. And for your entertainment, we'll have the amazing styles of a four-armed man being punched in the balls. This week, we watched the video game movie adaptation of Mortal Kombat. Shang Tsung, dude. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. It's Asian Shang Tsung, Nguyen, but it's not Nguyen. Shang Tsung. <laughs> Shang Tsung. They said it like fifty times in the movie. Shang Tsung. <laughs> well, I o- always say Shang Tsung. Well, you're gonna sound fucking dumb throughout this podcast, buddy. <laughs> just commit to it. That's the best thing. You just commit. <laughs> Hello, gamers. This is Shang Drewson. And Josh Edgington, who doesn't have a Mortal Kombat-inspired name. Oh, jo- jo- oh wait, uh, Joshy Cage. There we go. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, the podcast where we watch movies based on video games. And joining us today from the Phantom at Random podcast, we have Ed Chambers and Brian Taylor. How's it going, guys? Hey, hey, it's going good. Hanging in there. Thanks for having us on, gentlemen. Always a pleasure, boys. Always a pleasure. Yeah, thank thank you for inviting us to the tournament. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, this is Brian's first time, so we're glad to have you join us this time. Yeah, glad, pop- to, glad to join you. I'm excited to see what happens. Popping <laughs> that 8-bit cherry. Oh, yeah. Also getting really pumped to come on and talk about WandaVision with you dudes. It's really uh, really mm. starting to shape up. Yes. Oh, yeah. I oh, yeah. It's I, did, fun. I didn't like it at first, but I'm starting to really like it. So. Oh, I, I love it. I didn't see the new one yet, guys. Okay. No, 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 me neither. Plan on watching it tonight. Yep. But I want to, even though I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I want to. I Watch really it, dude. Do. So, guys, for the people at home that aren't familiar with your podcast, uh, give a quick explanation of what you guys do. Yeah, so we're a general, all-covering pop culture podcast. Pretty much anything fandom, anything nerddom, we uh, we delve into, whether that's movies, television, video games, anime, manga, comics. Yay sports. Yay sports. <laughs> the list goes on, and uh, pretty much, yeah, we wanted to keep it loose every week. It's a topic kind of at random, yeah. hence the name. But uh, yeah, we uh, we have a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah, we've been doing it for we've yeah. been doing it for a while now, Brian. Get to talk about our favorite stuff. We get to bring in 
new fandoms that we've heard of that we like to explore. So it's been it's been a good time. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, and you guys did. Uh, I really loved the episode you did recently. Uh, Nickelodeon nineties game shows. Oh uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, it brought me back. <laughs> right, that's the best part. The nostalgia episodes are. Oh, it just brings you back to all those memories. It's some of my favorite ones for sure. So quick question before we go off on a tangent, Andrew and Josh. What would your number one Nick 90s game show be? Mm. We had Legends of the Hidden Temple. Do you agree with us? Oh, or, uh, yeah. Uh, honestly, dude, I was, a, I was a Global Guts dude. Mm-hmm. Really oh, yeah. That. Not even just Nickelodeon Guts. I was a Global Guts guy. But I got to say, Legends of the Hidden Temple was pretty fucking great. Oh, yeah, yeah. Although Nick Arcade, though. that's Wait. That was my top, man. Nick Arcade. I, right. I thought it was real. Man, now that I now you got me thinking about it, all these are just like, I'm like, well, Nick Arcade. Oh yeah, but then Double Dare is such a classic, and then it, uh, well, yeah, yeah, wow. A lot of them are really good, but I would say what 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 would you do was one of my personal favorites. Yeah, and I was up there too. I remember that one all the time. And Nick Arcade. Yeah, oh, dude, man. I Until... think these days Nick Arcade would be my favorite because of how much I've grown into video games. But, um, so that might bounce between, like, my one and two, for sure. Well, now that the magic has been destroyed for me as an adult, I'd say it wouldn't be my favorite now, because (sighs) when I was a kid, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're really in it, when really they're just looking at a TV screen with a green screen behind (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Yeah. I always thought I could do way better than everyone that was on that, and I just realized they're probably just, they're not... I was like, oh, he's not actually, like, jumping over anything. He's <laughs> yeah. fucking jerking around in a room by himself. Right. <laughs> yeah, with a big green screen behind him. I don't him. think I could do that. Just walking up yeah, was... stools and, like, <laughs> randomly reaching for fictional things. <laughs> yeah, and I would be the kid at home being like, how did you not fucking see that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, yeah, we, uh, we're excited to be, uh, to be on again, guys, and... uh looking forward to discussing today's uh today's topic for sure oh yeah yeah now before we get into the movie what would you say is your history with the mortal kombat franchise oh damn brian you want to start i mean yeah so my introduction into video games my uncles got the sega genesis obviously they had the regular nintendo too but Man, when I used to walk in and see them playing this new game called Mortal Kombat, uh, Jesus, I was probably five or six, so it probably wasn't even new, but I was glued to the screen every time, and any time they'd leave that Sega unwatched, I would hop on that thing and play Mortal Kombat all day long, being traumatized as a fucking child. You know? Yeah, and as you gentlemen know, the Sega Genesis was the superior version, because it had the blood, had the blood. Oh, yes, and gore. Yes, yeah, yes. It didn't need the blood code. Nope. Yeah, so it was one of my first earlier games I got into for video games. But yeah, I mean, I I'm kind of similar vein to Brian. I was a super, I was a Nintendo family, so we had NES, we had SNES. I never had a Sega, but I did have the original Mortal Kombat on um on SNES. And then moving on, I mean, the the Mortal Kombat I personally remember the most that I had the most fun with uh, was Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. Oh, um, yeah. That was that Super Nintendo. That I think that yeah, that was still SNES. And I think that's the one I have on my shelf right in front of me. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah, is it is it uh kind of like a purplish cover? Yes. Yeah. So that's all. That's Ultimate MK3. To me, that was like the perfect early version Mortal Mortal Kombat. I mean, the the roster was insane. Yeah, they had so many goddamn characters. They brought in a bunch of fun, goofy characters with um. 
you know, you had Noob Sabot coming in, some of the robotic ninja, Smoke. I mean, so many cool characters, and it was awesome. I loved it. I loved that whole, like, you got to climb the tournament ladder to get to the end, and yeah, that, that was always my favorite. I didn't play as much of the newer Gen 1s. I've dabbled here and there, but I mean, it... They're way too fucking hard these days. They are. Yeah. I mean, it, it's insane, and the... um. The, the fatalities now, though, are just insane. Yeah. How really gory and in, in, in depth they go. Yeah, they're definitely a lot of fun to play in that aspect. But yeah, it is true that a lot of the combos and shit and the extra stuff they added, it's just too much and makes the game way more difficult. Right. Yeah, trying to hit those combos is impossible. Yeah, I think that that's, they kind of really excelled, though, in some of the newer games with making the fatalities. Like, can you even show this level of fucking gore? even in a video game like some of the like some of the noob cybot stuff is like one in particular that i can think of is where like he creates a clone of himself grabs you two people grab a leg and just start pulling oh yeah apart and just like oh oh god that is some fucking terrible stuff (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to say about ultimate mortal Kombat, where like it was actually a relief to me when that finally came out because I did like Mortal Kombat 3, but I was fucking pissed because they left out so many characters in Mortal Kombat 3 before they went to Ultimate. You didn't have Scorpion. You didn't have Reptile. Oh, For yeah. some reason, uh, Sub-Zero had no mask but a nice fancy hat. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When Ultimate yeah, came but, out, you yeah, had um, dude, the multiple right. versions of Sub-Zero. Yeah. Yeah, and you had Scorpion, my boy, which <laughs> leads to my next question. Who was your dude? Oh, or yeah. female, or lady, or dudette. That's a tough one. Um, mine, uh, obviously, when I first, when I was playing Mortal Kombat 1, I would have said Scorpion all day long. But, like, as yeah. I played through more and more of the first three games, um, I think I played Cyrax the most. Is that the yellow robot? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so he was, he was actually my scorpion makeup for Mortal Kombat three. Oh yeah. <laughs> so we're on the same page. Nice, dude. But yeah, I played him all the time. Something about the robots in the games really fuck it like hit home for me. So I was totally into Cyrex. I was similar. Yes. I early on Sub Zero all day long. Sub Zero was still one of my favorites. But once I hit Ultimate, uh, I really liked Smoke. Yeah. Um, I just thought he was he was really cool. A lot of those unique attacks so uh yeah i I like smoke a lot too in ultimate smoke was really good and i feel like in the old ones you definitely had to be like a really good player to play sub-zero especially to pull off some of those fatalities oh yeah the ultra freeze with the ice ball (laughs) right oh yeah there was that one and then wasn't it the Liu kang fatality where he does a bunch of spins and like gymnastics and ends up punching him 20 thousand feet in the air or some shit <laughs> there's so many of them yeah I, the fatalities the friendship i just fatality. remember the buttons for that one being like crazy to hit yeah I, definitely in our conversation i could see uh and i want to see what hear what josh thinks too as well like i feel like we like the older ones maybe because it's our age the newer ones are fun but the older ones reign supreme yeah definitely oh absolutely yeah that, that, that's the ones that i'm nostalgic for i mean I remember my first encounter with Mortal Kombat was, um, I, I'm i not embarrassed to say that, hey, I was in the bowling league through the YMCA in Malden. Oh, <laughs> hell, hey. I got a bunch of trophies um, to show proof of it. 
And I just remember... And a Boy Scout. That has nothing to do with this, but yes, I was. I was a first-class Boy Scout, you son of nice. a bitch. Also a camp counselor at Watucka. Go fuck yourself. Learned a bunch of stuff. Got a bunch of merit badges. There you go. Anyway, so walking into Tuesday after school bowling at the uh, Malden... Some, I don't know, some crummy fucking bowling alley that had a couple arcade machines... And seeing just a crowd of people around this one machine and being like, what the hell is that? Knowing it was a new machine because I went there and I think like some pinball machine was there. And seeing Mortal Kombat and being like, what the hell is this? And just walking up and watching and being like, oh, wow, there's like blood and stuff. And then I think it was the, uh, is it, it was Sub-Zero that pulls the head off the person and the spinal cord is there, right? Yeah. I saw that and I remember being like, Holy, like probably yelling like what the fuck oh, yeah. even though i was like eight or nine and being like i know i shouldn't be saying that <laughs> that's awesome and uh yeah that was that was amazing and i honestly also i think i might have willed this game into existence because i also remember like praying for a game that was extremely graphic like when i was six or five years old and then that game coming up so oh, yeah. you're welcome i willed the game into existence through some sort of wish. Well, we, we thank you, Josh. Thank you, Josh, very much. It's fine. God bless you, child. <laughs> well, I remember this game just being a big deal when it first came out. Not only was it because of the gore, and also, uh, what type of um is um what style was that that they did? Was it? It's not stop motion, right? What? Because it because oh. they use actual people for the game. Yeah, yeah, it was like uh, early mocap, motion yeah. capture stuff. So yeah, exactly. they got uh, actual actors to come in and do like the kicks and stuff like that, and then they just animated it. Have you guys ever seen the the movie? I th- I don't know if it's a documentary or what, but they actually have live action like intros and biographies for the characters of the actors that played them, and it's so '90s, but it's so badass at the same time. That was. Um, I think I've seen clips from that. Yeah, I don't know if I watched the whole thing though. Yeah, I, I think I've seen it when I was younger. It was a documentary, right? Where they they're talking about. Uh, yeah. How they did the game? Yeah, I think I saw that. Oh, such a long time. Like yeah, you I said, I, I think that was like the first time they really did that because, like, obviously, it was they a didn't big do deal. That stuff yeah. like Street Fighter or anything like that. Nothing is. I mean, obviously, Mortal Kombat one's graphics now don't hold up as well as what we see in the later series, but I mean to see like hey that's a person like that's a real person you can kind of tell it was a real person that was like definitely game changing and in all honesty i feel like that's what takes away from me from the new games that yeah they you know the too much cgi which you know of course they have to go that way the more 3d uh animation graphics they went down but to me like i still play the newer ones like i dabble and i'm always not satisfied but mm-hmm. I still like like it, but then at the same time, I'm like, ah, it's not the same. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying, Andrew. So anyway, now that we've established that we were all big fans as children, now did you guys see this movie in the theaters? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Multiple times. I was too young to see it, but my dad brought me anyway because he just wanted to keep the kids quiet. And <laughs> I think it was like seven when it came out, and I saw it in the theaters. And my life changed forever because I started kicking the shit out of my brothers after that movie. <laughs> you know, trying to do swipe kicks, trying to rip their heads from their butt. It wasn't good, but at the same time, it was good. <laughs> you were like, oh, man, I could just kill people. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So I don't regret it one bit. It might have had something to do with me getting into horror, too. So I'm okay with yeah. it. 
I never got to see it in theaters, uh, but I did see it roughly a year later when it came to Blockbuster Video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. Grabbing that VHS. <laughs> Talking about ancient tombs. What do, you, what do you mean ancient? There's still a Blockbuster open somewhere. In Alaska, I think. The last really? Blockbuster. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought they were all just gone. <laughs> No, one more left. Oh, shows the what I know. Last yeah, I, I saw this movie in movie theaters with my neighborhood friends who we were like obsessed with Mortal Kombat. We had Mortal Kombat shirts. We like went in and, you know, geeked out, fucking got the soundtrack together. And <laughs> which, mm-hmm. did Dude, you know that the soundtrack was bumping. Yeah. Oh, it was. yeah. It's so good. It hit platinum. <laughs> wow. No, that's a fun fact. Yeah, I didn't know that, but it makes sense. I mean, you know, <laughs> I'm surprised amazing. just that single, just the one yeah. song, didn't hit platinum alone. Yeah, there was those other random songs throughout the the movie, but yeah, we used they just they just sound like random ver- reiterations of the same thing, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, the Mortal Kombat did it, did it, did it, and the next one just like do do. Is this just like a refrain of the other song? Is this a whole other song? Like it's a different hey, song, got... I swear. <laughs> we got some Fear Factor reaction during the uh, Scorpion and Johnny Cage fight. Yep, I just found this out. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. <laughs> so that was the only other one I recognized, but Josh, you're right. Every every other song was just a... <laughs> they, they took like snippets of the, the same verse and just kind of reworked some of the notes. They're like, all right, yeah, let's go. They just wanted to keep putting that same song in everywhere because it does work in oh, every yeah. single oh, yeah. time. Every single fight, it that same song could work. And every time they played it, I always was like, you fuck right, Mortal Kombat. And just like, <laughs> like, yeah, you feel it. Goddamn yeah. head so hard. <laughs> I remember even like the, uh, you know, the mid to later 90s, like you would hear that song going to like, you know, like Roller Kingdoms, Ice oh, yeah. Skating, yeah. Um, even like school dances. Like, yeah. out of nowhere, you'd hear Mortal Kombat. <laughs> There's just people, like, doing high kicks yeah. and everywhere. It was crazy. Because aside from the Mortal Kombat part, that's, like, a like almost like a techno, like, dance song. Oh, definitely. Like, just the... Dun, 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 dun. Dude, yeah. People can dance to that. Like, industrial techno. the Mortal Kombat part. That's, like, a 15-minute fucking dance song. <laughs> when Ed said kids were just high kicking, I just see picture Ed at a dance being like, yeah, and everybody starts doing backflips <laughs> and stuff as it's starting. They're like... <laughs> Right, only in our dreams. Some dance scene in a teen <laughs> drama. This isn't like that Russian dance where it's. <laughs> hey. Oh my god! All right, well, so when this movie opens up, we get the kick-ass fucking song. Already, I was grooving in my fucking seat. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do it, dude. I, I was the first part. The first note I put is just fucking <laughs> yes, yes. Starting with this, the scream in this song playing. <laughs> Perfect. Even though the sequel starts the same way, which we obviously did first because we just wanted to get that garbage of a fucking movie out of mm. the way and save this for a good time. And this is the perfect time for it. The sequel. The, oh, my God. So Mortal Kombat. Released July 13th, 1995. Directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, who we know from also the Resident Evil series. And recently monster hunter which oh we'll see how good that is i'm very interested Mm. to see that um the budget for this movie was 20 million dollars and do you guys have any idea if if you didn't look it up how much do you think this movie made it grossed 120 million yeah that's like 120 mil right right yep 
Exactly. By 1995 standards, that's actually good. Yeah. No, yeah. It was. uh, When I was looking up a lot of facts on this, one of the facts was outdated because it said this was the fourth top grossing film uh, for a while for video game movies. And now now it's number 20. Oh, wow. I think it was number one on the charts for three weeks straight when it first came out. Is that adjusting for inflation, though? That's what I, I was going to ask. That yeah, does does that adjust for inflation? I do not know. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't do that much research on that. Don't make me do the maths. Yeah, well, either way, do... it was at least at least monetarily, it was hugely successful. Right. Oh yeah. You know they they already planned the sequel, but uh, you know um, Paul W S Anderson said no, and then went to do Event Horizon, and he blames himself for the sequel being bad. That's why he committed through all the Resident Evil movies was because he f- regretted Mortal Kombat in the sequel. And unfortunately, it didn't help that series out much either Nope, by sticking with it. So <laughs> now, the sequel was just such a like this. We had actual locations, you know, they were actually like pretty much in the middle of nowhere where in the sequel, they just like did it was all green screen. And mm-hmm. it was awful. This movie does so much more for character development, for actually keeping you interested in what's happening by not spacing the actual mortal combating mm-hmm. <laughs> out too far. Like, once we get into... Okay, so right off the bat, I would say in less than five minutes, we get way more character development in our main characters than the second movie did with literally anyone or even the entire plot. Yeah, I agree. Like we yeah. establish, okay, Shang Soon, badass, killed Lou's brother. Lou is fucked up about it and he wants revenge. We hmm. get that right off the bat. Yeah. And we get Sonya Blade, badass fucking cop. She wants revenge on Kano. She'll fucking smash people on the dance floor with her shotgun <laughs> just to get to Kano. And she's a badass. And then we get we get fucking Johnny Cage, his sm- snarky fucking karate dude who is another badass you get all of that in less than five minutes we don't get any of that with the new characters in in number two no what's uh melina randomly shows up in the desert talks to lou seduces him oh that's that's it bye bye (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. okay goodbye they shoved so many characters in the second one you even have rain for five minutes and then i don't know uh shao khan like fucking catapults him because he gets mad at him and just, that's it he's gone throws, <laughs> throws him into and and could they have picked a di- a completely different person to look to be shao khan in the oh second my, one that oh, they wow, set dude, up at the end of this movie terrible yeah. imagine if we got the shao khan at the end of this movie that fucking badass giant demon looking thing as opposed to random bald guy yeah. dude he looked yeah, like at the, at the end of the original film it looked like the like the start of a guar video yeah that or yeah. a bad cosplay from the 90s <laughs> i don't know it was bad though <laughs> did you know that the guy that plays the voice of shao khan frank weckler uh is the voice of dr claw in inspector gadget Oh, that's awesome. That's I forgot. That I did I know like, that. Yeah. Why does it sound familiar? But then I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit. Oh, did you get it? <laughs> I was just going to attempt to do the voice, but I know it's just going to hurt my throat. And we have to talk. So yeah. I don't to do yeah. 
I'll get you, Liu Kang. Oh, that was that was oh, that's pretty good. good. Go. Yeah, nice. that was really that's good, pretty man. good. See, I told you it's gonna hurt my throat, dude. <laughs> now you mentioned the beginning, and I got a couple things to say about the beginning. First, with Shang, uh, with uh, Shang Two Sung, I'm gonna stick to it, man. I don't give a fuck. Admit it. Dedicate. He's bitch smacking like the shit out of fucking Liu Kang's brother. He's yeah. like backhanding him. Yeah. Well, that's the point they want to show. Like, look how easily he fucks this dude up and why Liu Kang is having nightmares about this shit to the point where he's like, I got to throw myself into this combat. Maybe I'm going to die, but I can't fucking live like this shit. <laughs> like the amount of times he points at the camera and says, you will something. I counted it when I rewatched it. I think it was like 10. <laughs> he's like, Liu Kang, you will die, <laughs> you know? And it keeps happening. He just points right at the camera. I'm like, that happens a lot. But, dude, jet, kicking the movie off with that scene, was so, it just hooks you, you know? I don't know, man. I think Shang Tsung's just jealous of Liu Kang's, like, stellar mane. Right. That, yeah. that hair, man. That yeah. hair was something else. <laughs> He's a guy that's not afraid to walk around without his shirt on. You know what I mean? He's like a professional wrestler. Someone spritzed him down before he came out under the lights. <laughs> like, he was always being spritzed. Did yeah. you guys notice the letter that Liu Kang got from his grandfather that just said, Liu Kang. Brother dead, return home, <laughs> grandfather. And it was like stamped with yeah. wax, like in fucking Game of Thrones or some shit. Oh my god! <laughs> so I guess he's lot. not one for writing, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, that is that is pretty great in retrospect. I wonder if he was like, "Oh man, I let it from Grandpa. I haven't talked to him in so long. I wonder if there's money inside." And it's just <laughs> it's like maybe he doesn't know English because he's from some foreign a Asian country. Oh wait, no, they know perfect English for some reason. Yes. Yeah, no, because they praise a white god over there. Who's, I was gonna say. There. Well, that's why at the that's why at the beginning, Luke Kane was like, "This isn't a god. This is a beggar." Of course, he questioned him because he was just some white man, just some random white. Yeah, just. Some white dude shooting lighting out, lightning out of his fingers. I thought I was watching Highlander for a minute. I was like, oh shit, wait. That was, was gonna, Mortal Kombat. I was going to say, a man very familiar with lightning. Oh yeah. Christopher Lambert. Also, how does he not oh, believe yeah. that he's Raiden after he does that super quick flip? And then Liu Kang is looking him dead in the face and he makes lightning sparkle through his eyes. And he's like, well, I, if you are really Raiden, uh, I guess <laughs> you might be. It's like, um, normal people that can't could, do yeah. that, okay? It's cataracts. <laughs> <Just> cataracts. <laughs> it's got glaucoma, yeah. It's funny oh, yeah. you said that because when I think it was like 40 minutes in the movie and Luke Kang's just like, you are Raiden. I'm like, what? You still didn't fucking believe it? <laughs> yeah, it's when they're on the ship and like he zips in like he's Wait. lightning to like hold back Sub-Zero and Scorpion. They're like, oh, I guess you are Raiden. It's like, you didn't know he was Raiden before? Yeah, I thought we established this, no? So no. wait, my brother's dead? <laughs> I thought that letter said he was alive. I can't read. That's the that's my explanation. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that another Highlander was actually supposed to play Raiden? Really? Sean Connery. No, oh, way. that would have been stupid. Yeah. I'm sorry, that would have been so stupid. Raiden with a Scottish accent. Yeah, he wouldn't have gone far. <laughs> I'm the Lord of Thunder. <laughs> that, that was, was definitely like, like a Borat Bane. Yeah. <laughs> Batman, I can shoot lightning. <laughs> Borat Bane. 
Yeah, I guess he just uh, he ended up doing a different movie, and uh, you know Christopher Lambert was a avid gamer, and he wanted to play the role. So wait, did he do that League of Extraordinary Gentlemen movie that ended his career instead? Oh, probably. I wonder. <laughs> oh, oh my so god, bad. I have to look that up. Oh my god, so actually, that's it. Fun fact too. Um, Sonya Blade was actually Cameron Diaz was cast as Sonya Blade all the way through pre-production until she hurt her wrist in training, and then Veronica Vaughn came back from Billy Madison <laughs> and hopped in and took the part over because Cameron Diaz hurt herself. So that Veronica Vaughn, dude, this could have turned into a big cast movie if a lot of things didn't happen, <laughs> you know. And also, I'm gonna say it here: we're not even there, but. If I can go out the way Kano went out, being crushed to death oh, by yeah. her legs and thighs, yes. that's it. Yes. I'll do it now. Yeah, that was the, fir- that was the happy, first man. live action Death by Snoo Snoo. Death <laughs> by Snoo Snoo. Death by Snoo Snoo! Oh, I'm so down. Oh, oh, God. Just death by Snoo Snoo. That was the best fight in the whole movie. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Did you, did you guys know that this was the movie that officially gave uh, Kano, within the games, an Australian accent? In these newer games, he's mostly Australian all the time, yeah? Yeah, 100%. And in the first game, I think he was Japanese-American. Right. Which uh, doesn't make sense. The The Australian <laughs> makes way more sense. Yeah, I yeah he, he was good in the movie. I actually love, yeah, so Trevor Goddard was um, the guy that played Kano, and I, I, he was one of my favorite parts of the film, even yeah. though he's not in it a long time. Yeah. Right. He's like a very memorable character, and... He always kind of came off to me almost like as a, I don't know, like a, like a pirate with a half a metal face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't know why. You know, he just had that like vibe to him. A new age pirate. Yeah, and I think that's what made like having at least some sort of accent like fit perfectly. Like for him to speak normal, I just feel like, maybe it's because of this movie. But I feel like if he was just, hey, Sonia, like I, I feel like it just wouldn't work. No, it wouldn't hit as hard. Also, I don't. I yeah. just don't see Cameron Diaz as Sonya. I, I, I can't buy it. Maybe it's just because I just like Bridget Wilson. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I think it played out for the best. <laughs> and I feel like it would have been different. Yeah, definitely. Because I mean, Cameron Diaz. There's a lot of good things to say about her, but her action acting, I wouldn't call anything no. special. So what has she yeah. been in? action movie i can't even think of one. charlie's angels oh yeah, yeah. Charlie's yeah. Angels. oh yeah, yeah, yeah and it's right. more like goofy action she did night and day with tom cruise but yeah it wouldn't have been the same with mortal kombat yeah it's like jokey it's like jokey action right like she wouldn't have sold the moves it's kind of like all right i'll just go to the 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 katana fight the katana fight you can tell that that actress is like doing super slow choreography because she doesn't know what she's doing whereas like Liu kang's actor Dude's doing his own flips, his own stunts, so right. he can sell oh, yeah. stuff with the other people he's fighting. Actually, Bridget like, Wilson did all her own stunts in this movie too, which is why yeah. that fight in the between her and Kano looked uh, so terribly bad. But you know, <laughs> I mean, that ending looked pretty good to me, dude. Just, the ending was really good. Yes. <laughs> now, speaking of Sonya Blade, I want to bring up the club scene. How? Uh, Sonya Blade shoots a guy, and everybody behind, like glass shatters. <laughs> on and, and, yeah, yeah like, everybody <laughs> behind them is just still dancing. You hear that bass? <laughs> that guy also shot a submachine gun right at her. So who did he hit behind her that no one reacted? 
Right. Most people are like, oh, they're doing that new dance move where you bleed on the floor and you don't move. <laughs> Too much ecstasy. He's fine. <laughs> Whoa, he's having a real good time. Let's get him some water. But yeah, the, uh, um, you all already went over the, like the whole intros things, but I, I like those, uh, like the, how they introduced each characters. Johnny Cage's is probably my favorite when he tells the guy to fall. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because then we also get that follow up later in the film, which yes. is just a, it's always great when you set something up and it pays off. Yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing. You know, Steven Spielberg was supposed to be in that scene, right? Yeah, they made the guy who took over look like Steven Spielberg instead. And they they made like Johnny Cage so so dramatic. He's like, I'm going to my trailer, gonna get a gun <laughs> and blow my brains out for being in this movie. I was like, whoa. <laughs> Jesus. Whoa, Johnny, calm down. No, he wasn't. He's just going to go there and put on his makeup again to redo the shoot. Well, the original Johnny Cage was based off of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Um, you know, it, the split move and hitting him in the ball oh, straight out of kickboxer. And I think even before this movie, he was supposed to play Johnny Cage. Luckily, he didn't. But um, yeah, so it's cool to see, you know, see what came of it from being Jean-Claude Van Damme to the character played in the movie. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't have been good if he had been cast as Johnny Cage. No. He turned it down to go play Street Fighter. Yeah, that's oh fine. man. I guess that's a bigger regret, but... <laughs> um. So, Johnny meets with his... Who is this guy that we meet, by the way? Is it Master Boyd? Oh, is that his I was... Dude, I, I was telling Ed, yeah, it's his his master... And the guy doesn't even look like he could kick his own ass. Never mind teach Johnny Cage to be one of the best martial artists in the world. <laughs> yeah. No, I, th this guy like looked like he just sits around all day. Like he just yeah. You know. <laughs> right. I'm wondering if this was just a stand-in, and the other guy just didn't show up because this, <laughs> this guy could be. This guy did not look like a, a kung fu master or anything. No. Was that the guy sitting in his seat? Yes. The yep. George Lucas-looking motherfucker? I thought he was just supposed to be like a director or something. No, he yeah. was his master. No, he's like, hey, Master Juan. And I'm like, master? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't buy that. Yeah, I, I don't know if you guys <laughs> noticed, but that actor made a choice when they're like, okay, so now you're going to turn into Shang, Shang, Shang Tsung Sun. Oh, and... when he like leans back when he walks? <laughs> yeah. He looked like he it was like holding a weird, like, yeah. <laughs> it looked like he like was holding a turd in as he's walking. Oh, my God. Yes, yes. I put that in my notes. I'm like, this guy looks like he has the shit really bad. <laughs> it's funny. I had the exact same thought. I turned to Nicole. I'm like, what? What? Did, what is happening? <laughs> like, you're going to morph now. So just, you know, make it look like you're about to morph. We'll yeah. do what a normal person does when they morph into an Asian man. Uh, okay, I'll lean back a bit and clench my butt cheeks. It's morphin' time! Perfect. Yeah. One take. He did it in one take, ladies and gentlemen. Imagine that. He just busts out the yeah, the Rangers move. They're like, no, this is Mortal Kombat. We don't want you to actually morph. What if he really had to go to the bathroom and he was he didn't realize they were still filming, so he was just trying they, yeah. to walk off the set and they were like, you know what, that's a good shot right there. We'll just use it. Yeah, or they just didn't want to pay him. 
Well, that's why he did that. Uh, his that first scene seated because he had shit his pants. <laughs> and like, all right, we need you to walk over to Johnny, and he's like, I can't do that. Can I be sitting in a chair? And they're like, okay, we can do that. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> oh my god. So then we get to the docks, and we see. Well, first we meet a random person we never see in the video games, Art Lean, who I guess we're supposed to gain some sort of relationship and maybe have feelings for. Yeah, we were. Ah, uh, yes. Black guy who has one line with Johnny Cage that we're supposed to care about later when he dies. That's that's the character's explanation. Said so they needed somebody to show Goro off. Why not Art Lean, you know? That's true. That's true. If- at first, I was like, why, why do we have all these random, like, people fighting in the tournament? Did did Raiden choose these people? Or, you know, <laughs> or did he just pick his, like, three favorites? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good point, because it's like, do this many people know about another realm, and they're just not telling the rest of the world, or... And not to go on yes. too much... <laughs> not to go on too much of a tan- tangent, too, but, I mean, technically, Raiden didn't pick all of them i mean shang sung actually picked a lot of that's them. that's true yeah you know, he set up getting johnny cage that way he set up getting sonya blade you would assume some of the others but if he's on the other side of the tournament like why is he recruiting true. like these high level fighters mm-hmm. and like raiden even said like you know i can see into your souls that you know one of you three will be the chosen one and we'll do this or that like like, why is Shang Tsung even stacking the deck against himself then? Yeah. That's true, because it seems like the only one he picked was Liu Kang. And indirectly, he kind of picked Liu Kang, too, because he, he killed his brother, and he sent him the the nightmare fuel. <laughs> so it's like he, he did, didn't... and he did pick he did pick Sonya Blade because he said it to her at one point, and he did it by tricking her into following Kano. Yeah. Because she knew that he knew that she would follow her, and he also pick Johnny Cage, which is why he turned into George Lucas's <laughs> shit-filled pants, morphing into or into the weird guy. So yeah, I mean he did pick them, but yeah, again, it doesn't make sense. And if you're gonna go out of your way to hand pick them like that and do all that shit, why do you immediately try to kill them on the boat? Yeah. Like why yeah. do you bring in Sub Zero <laughs> and Scorpion down below to like immediately try to take them out? To flex those muscles, brah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, flexing. Really. See my power. Well, they did say at one point that, you know, you can't use treachery to win Mortal Kombat, so I guess, I don't know. I don't know, man. Not everything makes sense. Yeah, that's true. Video game movie. We can move on. (laughs) Can we talk about this boat? This boat that has rags for sails that clearly don't work and somehow still moves? The ghost With the Mortal Kombat (laughs) dragon on the front? Yep. I was like, who's who's driving this boat? Like, how's it moving? They have Goro hanging out the back with his arms, and he's just <laughs> doggy paddling really fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least this ancient warship had the classic hanging chain room that they right. find after Sonya goes to look for Kano. Oh, yeah. Gotta have that room that just has a bunch of chains hanging from the ceiling that serve no purpose whatsoever. <laughs> Definitely. Set piece. Yep. <laughs> This movie definitely um, does the whole like quickly. They already know each other or know what they do because when John, when um 
uh, Shang Sun is asking Sonya like not to wander around. Johnny Cage appears out of nowhere and goes, "She's just doing her job." I'm like, "You mm-hmm. just met her. She just banged yeah, into right. you, and you flirted with her, and she told you to get the fuck away." And you're like, "Oh, she must be a cop." Yeah, he's all like casual about getting a gun pointed under his chin first meeting somebody. He's like just pushes it away with his finger. He's like, okay, you can just get that out of here. That's classic Johnny Cage, though. He's always a cool kind of guy. Yeah. I was going to say, we also just saw her shoot a man at point-blank range with a shotgun in a crowded nightclub. Yeah. So she she has no problem with just murdering random people. Sounds like my type of gal. She didn't know that again with her bulletproof vest on. She thought she killed him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, then she, like... You know, it get, comes to Kano, and she has no qualms about just straight up murdering him in the sandpit, and she just walks away like it was nothing. Yeah. So yeah, they pretty much set up that she's a psychopath. <laughs> I feel like Luke Kang was the only one that did, was like kind of shocked about killing people. Where you know, Sonya's just like, "I'll go fuck this asshole sucks." <laughs> right? <laughs> He's mine. Yeah. The rule. The rules were not consistent because Liu Kang didn't have to kill the first guy. Sonya wanted to kill the second guy. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously Johnny Cage had to kill Scorpion. But then Liu Kang versus Katana, it just ends. And then that's it. They get to have a conversation and then nothing happens. And Shao Tensoon is just like, I am very disappointed in you, Katana. And that's it. That's the end of the fight. <laughs> I also thought it was weird, too, not to go on too much of a tangent, because I know we're getting to them arriving on the island, but... Um... I mentioned this to Brian. It was kind of weird that, like, so Liu Kang's initial fight, you know, you've got a lot of the fighters, like, around a specific ring. They're doing this or that. But then, like, so many of the other tournament fights are just all of a sudden, like, these other random places. And then, like, Liu against Katana, like, they're alone. And then Johnny Cage is all of a sudden in the woods fighting somebody. Strolling through the woods. (laughs) I don't know. Me, like, I love, like, tournament arcs and shit. Like, I'm an anime guy, too, and, like, that's one of my favorite things. It's a classic trope in anime. They always have the tournament arc. One of the best ways you see with character development is having, like, the other ancillary characters around the ring, like, cheering people on. And, like, this or that. And I think, um... You get a little bit of that later, but, not like, yeah, exactly. It's just a bunch bunch of faceless, nameless people, for the most part, in the early parts of the movie. But I, I agreed throughout. I was like, wow, all this is, uh random places not in the same place i think shang tusan forgot to hire an event coordinator because (laughs) (laughs) yes that you hit them yeah this looks like a good place to fight i think you just nailed it that's exactly what happened yeah well yeah he also he spent all his money on the interior decorator so i mean all those fucking statues and shit dude that that costs money cost souls dude yeah cost souls (laughs) Yeah, the place was dirty as fuck. They didn't even invite, like hire like a maid or anybody clean up. But whoever was no. cooking that food, every time I see those scene, I'm like, it makes me hungry. They got this like huge turkey, hams, like all this. It was like a massive seafood boil too. Yeah. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sick. Then all the beefcakes show up and like flip the tables and throw <laughs> yes. all that good food on the floor. <laughs> like, what the hell's up with that? Yeah, no one got to eat anything. It was bullshit. Which is a good segue into this next scene where they show up the island, they go sit down to have dinner, and like Ed just said, they just throw them all on the fucking ground. 
<laughs> I think you're right, Andrew. I think it's I think it's a shitty event planner. Yeah, because he he had a scheduling conflict. He's like, all right, well, you know, we schedule dinner at five, but then we have tournament at five oh five. All right, everyone eat, everyone eat, everyone eat. All right, flip the tables. Let's go. Flip the tables. <laughs> they have ten minutes to eat, and then Sub Zero has to murder a monk after the dude. I don't know. He took a shower because he was all wet for some reason. Oh. And then he's deflexing a bit. And he's like, oh, I wonder what that guy's doing with that ball of ice that he's gathering. Guess I'll run at him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, I'm dead. They, they did the classic bit that I love and also reminded me of TMNT 1 with the nunchucks. Or maybe it's part two with Michelangelo where the guy just like. They do this in a lot of like in fighting movies. You know, a guy's about to get his ass beat when he's shadow boxing and fighting in front of the person yeah. being like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, the Indiana dude. Jones thing with the guy fucking flipping around the sword and then he just pulls out the gun and shoots him. <laughs> I was yeah. just going to say that, Josh. Yeah. Like, that's that is the classic. Like, that's where I think a lot of it started. Absolutely. And, and, and you see a person like that, you're like, hmm, who will win? Random monk. Or Sub Zero. That'd be shocking. <laughs> a person with a name, or the person who is just a random person who's punching and kicking. Yeah. Ooh, he can kick three times in the air. <laughs> you are now ice. Sorry, you're dead. I love how before everyone fights, they all do this like one to five second animation of themselves, and then they square off and fight. Everyone literally does it. Like Sonya Blade, Kano, all of them, and. Mm-hmm. It's just so weird. It, it shit's about to go down. The music kicks up, but then all of a sudden, Katana like does this weird flowy dance and then squares up, and it's like, okay, now we can fight. <laughs> like respect. Yeah, respect. Do, do you think uh, uh, in that Sub Zero scene there was a guy in the background being like, I've taken bets, being like, I feel it this time. Random guy's gonna win. I got it. I'm gonna win. I got it. He's been training. He's been training for a couple weeks now. Put me down for. He's, he's really good. Yeah. I'm gonna win this time. And they're like, Jerry, come on. Yeah, his his come name. On. He's definitely Jerry. That is his name. Jerry the monk. I think I could beat Sub Zero. You know that guy that can conjure ice. Yeah, but did you just see him do those three kicks simultaneously in warm up? That was hi, amazing. Hi, 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 hi. hi. He's unstoppable. (laughs) I can kick ice. I got it. Did would you guys (laughs) think of that uh, graphic? I I kind of and you guys can think of maybe I'm wrong, but I thought that scene kind of held up when he froze him and and stuff like that. Yeah, I I think the the freezing uh, the freezing holds up. Scorpion holds up. I mean the the skull thing with Scorpion holds up. Yeah. The chain whip thing that's a living being that is bad yeah and the rep the reptile thing is so bad uh so those don't hold up but everything else i'm like yep i still love it this yeah even later with the sub-zero creating like that field of ice around them that's badass it still looks good yeah i have a question for you guys and i don't know if you have an answer and you know what i do my mean to go on a tangent on this one and because it baffles me because they did it in the sequel too why the fuck are Scorpion's kunais a fucking live? Like, why? Yeah, I never understood that. Like, I thought I was forgetting something about the game. I'm like, wait a second. No, there's no way his um, little kink whip is alive (laughs) in the video game. They just randomly decided to turn it into, like, a tiny little demon. (laughs) Yeah, I never associated that thing with, like, coming out of his hands. I always thought it was just, like, 
like something like like a ninja would have like he pulls it kind of out of his uh his like his his shirt like he throws like a rope that has like a knife on it and he pulls people towards him. I yeah think it like came out of his hand and like he pulled it back or something I just, oh and, I and said come here because apparently yeah. that's how scorpion <laughs> talks in general mm-hmm. and, I, and i had i i couldn't confirm it but did they actually get ed boone to come back i know ed boone was not the character the person who played scorpion in this movie but was he the one that did the get over here because it sounded like him it, it was um, him yeah okay and like the get down here and, <laughs> so and then the, he's like over here no over here wait a second you stay there <laughs> sit down there so when he goes to Starbucks, does he go, I'll take a latte? <laughs> yeah. That, right? Just everywhere he goes. Venti mocha latte here. <laughs> yes, master. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, fucking A. But I will say, as soon as I saw my boys, though, that I was those are my favorite scenes. Even though when I was a kid, I was so pissed about that fucking stupid um, live hand thing. Yeah, yeah, I was still yeah. just happy to be watching this movie when I knew I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Dad. R.I.P. Yep. in peace. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the, there was one other thing that happened around this scene as well, which it may have been right after or right before, but you you guys were talking like the shitty CGI, this or that, but my God, Reptile. Mm. Oh, God, yes. Dude, we're going to get into Reptile. Like... We'll get, okay, we'll get okay, into okay, Reptile. Yeah, yeah I, mentioned, I mentioned Reptile when talking about the shitty, how, how things do not hold up and... That is the thing that does not hold up the most. Yeah, I, I want to get into that scene when, when the time comes, because I have a lot to say about that. Uh, so <laughs> nice. we get the, this whole banquet thing. We have a quick conversation with Goro uh, and and Kano. <laughs> Which I want to see a sitcom with those two, because oh, that was some yeah. fucking choice right. banter. That was great. Do you think that there was no dialogue coming from Goro when Kano was talking? Because I kind of got that feeling that when they were recording it, like that the guy who was playing Kano just was kind of talking to himself. Yeah, I think it was the assistant behind everybody just voicing the lines. So Kano's yeah. talking like this, and then the girl is just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> no, Goro screams. And then Kano just has to keep talking to her. I am Prince Goro. Yeah. <laughs> also, why did why did Goro look like one of the TMNT three suits? <laughs> yes, yeah, right. That's Could have been true. better. And had his bottom arms only go up whenever he like cheered, but other than that, didn't really yes. do much except that one scene. <laughs> right. And he he cheered a lot. I, I I just love how you could tell it was like. I like I love how you could tell it was just a random guy when like you see him in the background of one of the like the Johnny Cage fight later. It's just a dude who can't see what the fuck he's doing and he's just like <laughs> turning back and forth. Like, right. Where which do I walk forward or like I don't know. I'm at the belly button. This thing is eight feet tall. Looks like a confused old man. <laughs> well, that's where Scorpion comes in. Get over here. <laughs> yeah. It's like okay, I gotta oh, go that true. way. He's like, ah, over here? <laughs> no, over here. That's the dialogue I want to hear is Scorpion and Goro. <laughs> I, I think at this point, though, that's when we get our, our first fight, right? Is the first fight Sona and Kenya, or is it... Um... It's Liu Kang and the, the guy that whenever it shows him, like, 
slow-mo fawning to the camera they play like the sound effect of like a lion for some reason yeah well what was the deal with that that they gave me a very doa movie vibe yeah yeah Yeah, a little bit putting weird sound effects over people doing just normal things like the guy was like "Ah," and it's like roar (laughs) why just don't do that bad movie I was trying to find out why they made that choice, and all I can find is that that guy is like a kung fu champion. That's it. Right. Lions. <laughs> <laughs> can I just be like a lion? I'm a lion. <laughs> no, but this is definitely where the movie like starts picking up because it's it's okay. And here's here's where we can make a comparison to the second, where the second one you get here's a fight. Okay, now here's 20 minutes of them traveling somewhere and you don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. This is like Liu Kang fight, Sonya Blaze fight right after, Johnny Cage's fight right after, another Liu Kang fight right after that gives you a little bit of exposition, right into a Sub-Zero fight versus Liu Kang. Although, why is Liu Kang fighting so many people in a row? That doesn't really make sense. Yeah, I chose that too. <laughs> yeah, Sonya only fought one person. Well, she straight up murdered that person. So Shao Kahn, Shao Su, Shang Tsung's like, you know what? I had to take the soul from. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna say it your dumb way. <laughs> I'm gonna say it the way they said it in the fucking movie a hundred times. Uh, <laughs> Shang Tsung didn't have to like take it, take that person's soul. She did it for him. So he's like, you know what? You can kind of skip a little bit. I had to like baby Liu Kang and take well, that soul myself. Also, Bridget Wilson dislocated her shoulder during that fight scene, so I think they kept her out of any, like, uh, strenuous activity for the rest of the filming. Oh. Well, that makes more sense, actually. Yeah. Because yep. I w- I, it's funny that you mention that, because there is one point where she's, when she's fighting Kano, she's, it seems like she's, like, like kind of her ar- holding her arm weird. Right. So. I think that, yeah, I don't know, I think that was part of it, but I know they reset it on on set because like you said they were in the middle of nowhere they didn't have doctors it was some random island and they just reset it and told her like listen take it easy we got the fight scene we don't need you to do much else besides dress in a barbarian costume and be super hot (laughs) yeah you're gonna now become the damsel in distress even though your whole character arc has been you don't you are not the damsel in distress (laughs) you're badass but now we're gonna put you in like fucking uh what was it? Uh, Jane. Fred Flintstone's wife's outfit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely want to talk about that more when we get to it. Right. Did Did you guys know that the 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 medic on hand was the head of security, and Tom <laughs> Cruise actually went to that island to try to see the the set, and he wouldn't let him in. No shit. Sorry, Mister Cruise. We're not taking visitors right now. Really. <laughs> Well, I'm here to see the medic. I'm also the medic. Leave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and my medical advice is to get off this fucking island. <laughs> I I do feel like the beginning of, of the island, uh, Johnny Cage reminded me a lot of uh, how, if you're familiar with Lost, how Sawyer was like towards the last couple seasons of fucking Lost, where he's just like, what uh, the fuck is this island? Like, what the fuck is <laughs> going on? Get me off this fucking island. Yeah, that's so true. Just yeah, just like doesn't fed up with shit, you know. <laughs> yeah, he starts off with being the character that like is almost the comedic relief for the beginning, like say first two acts, and then he's the one that gets shit going at the end. 
Like, he actually starts leading shit and becoming a serious character. They did kill his best friend, Art Lean, and then shit got serious. Yeah, his, his serious, <laughs> his best friend, yeah, long-term yeah. soulmate best friend. Yeah. Yeah, and the, the deleted scenes show the 90 minutes of added footage where they had all these, <laughs> like, almost buddy cop-style <laughs> friendships where they're, like linking arms to eat like a thing of mutton at the at the dinner <laughs> yeah. there's actually 40 extra minutes of that dinner that was cut where the people actually got to eat food before the tables were flipped we just didn't see it and that's yeah. where the character development went into and that was all bullshit <laughs> you know what in my mind that is now canon thank you yep yeah <laughs> art lean is a mortal Kombat character and you can't tell me otherwise <laughs> Let's, we should uh, start a Kickstarter and make it so Midway adds it in the next game. Add Art Lean, the guy who's probably he's probably fifty three right now, but it's like get the actor, the original actor, to mocap for the game. He's like, yeah. I got a bad hip. It's like fuck, dude, you take this money. Well, it's funny that you were mentioning like extra scenes with Art Lean because there was a scripted scene, but not written, where they bury him like in a garden of statues and stuff like that. Oh, and it's one of the wow. statues is supposed to be Kung Leo. Oh no, shit! That would have been even weirder. <laughs> they just didn't do it, and then I guess like Jake, because there's no point. <laughs> and there was supposed to be had one line. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> And there was also there was scripted a scene between Sonya Blade and Jade, but they just also felt like they didn't have the time for it. Yeah, they needed to save Jade as a character for the second that Ugh. they wouldn't actually give you any build up to how she just whispers all the time. Like, Ugh. Ugh. Jade was terrible in the other one. If you guys, yeah, not yeah. good. <laughs> oh, it was really bad. Um. I really want to go over the Johnny Cage uh, scorpion fight, which why yeah. was Johnny Cage just randomly walking through the woods? <laughs> like, why wasn't he? He was probably told that's where the fight was. That's but why was probably all that Why wasn't he watching his friends fight? Um, actually, him and Art Lean actually just had a picnic. I was just gonna say he was going <laughs> to meet Art Lean behind the scenes, um, and that's why he really cared if he died because he was yeah. getting that dick. Art Lean was in the background like Johnny, <laughs> the salmon's going bad, buddy. You gotta yeah. come back. He's walking through the woods like Art, Art, are you there? <laughs> and then Scorpion just like Art. <laughs> Art's over there. <laughs> Art's over. Yeah, Scorpion. Scorpion was just telling him where his but his best bud was, and then yeah. Johnny Cage attacked him like the Hollywood leftist <laughs> yeah. he is. I mean, but to Those be fair, liberals in Hollywood. To be fair, it was the best fight scene in the movie, though. It turned out to it be was. the best one, you know. So, besides yeah. the fact that Johnny's just walking around looking for his best friend, it turned out to be a great scene. Oh yeah. Yeah. He literally uh, gets dragged to hell. Mm. Yeah, shitty CGI with the the what is it? What is the whip thing called? What is that? It's a kunai. It's a ku kunai. kunai. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know a kunai was on a rope. I thought it was just a small ninja de throwing dagger. But okay, a kunai, whatever. We'll call it that instead <laughs> of the get over here rope. Yeah, the, the <laughs> uh, chain demon. Other than that, looking shitty. Yes, because again, we come back to the thing where these actors are doing it themselves, and you can tell because they're selling it right. And the person receiving is selling it right, and it's you can tell they're like really putting force into it, doing the flips and the physical right. stuff, and it works because you you buy it. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, shit, everyone got hurt. Johnny, the guy who played Johnny, broke two ribs on that fight in hell with Scorpion. I was going to say, I, f I think on this scene he did, right? Yeah, in yep. this scene he ended. I think it was when he flipped like one and a half and landed right on the boards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Was that before or after he decided to do some gymnastics? <laughs> I think that was uh, after. Yeah. No, he was just showing off his mad skills. And what you couldn't see is actually after he did that flip, Andrew, and he pulled himself up, Art Lee was offset. He <laughs> held up a sign with a 10 on it. <laughs> <laughs> Said, I love I you, Johnny. I gotta give it a tan. A tan. <laughs> That's my buddy. I love you, Johnny. <laughs> also, what's up with it? Like, this movie is all about mortal combat. And the most blood and gore we get is from a skull being eviscerated by a bladed shield. Right. Why can't we get that with the human people? Yeah. Why does it yeah. have to be so fake of a, a skull for them to have, like, blood and fucking their guts being, like, come on. I want to see that. I know it's PG-13, yada yada. They knew kids were going to go see this movie. That's why. And I was a kid, and I saw it. They knew underage kids were going to go and watch an R-rated movie of an R-rated game that they're already playing anyway. Yeah. They went PG-13. Yeah, they, they, they knew their target demographic was boys between the age of whatever, like 9 and probably like 18. Something like that. So if they went with that hard R rating, I mean, they really would have gouged their oh, yeah. uh, their target audience. Now they can get sure. away with it. I think they could totally get away with it now. Well, that's yeah. the, that's why we're going to see a rated R, that Mortal Kombat that's coming to HBO Max. We're, oh, we're yeah, going yeah. to get that. Yeah, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited for that. I wish they would release a full full trailer instead of being like oh here's the trailer which is squished in with six other trailers for hbo yeah, yeah. yes right <laughs> kind of stupid yep uh in this scene i want to talk about does so are we to believe that scorpion bleeds fire um that's just nacho sauce that's why he can <laughs> breathe fire because he eats so much nacho sauce yeah that was that taco bell volcano sauce that they just recently took off the menu yeah so um yeah get it while you can boys because it's not coming back but no that was weird yeah well he does that in the games does he yeah he can breathe fire in the games oh no breathe fire yeah, yeah. but no no yeah bleed, when he gets cut I'll bleed, bleed fire. fire. I'm yeah. sorry. I heard breathe. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. That was kind of odd. <laughs> I, I don't know why they. I mean, I do know why they did that because well, yeah. you're not. No you're blood. not going to randomly cut him with no blood. They need to show something. Right. So have like you know the, the the fire and the liquid hot magma pouring out. <laughs> like I understood like his liquid hot magma. <laughs> yes. Magma. I understood maybe his face because he was breathing fire there, but then when he gets cut on the arm, he's like. Ow! And, like, fire starts bursting out of his arm. I'm like, oh. But wouldn't that fire cauterize the wound immediately? Yeah. You would think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, thank God my skin, my skin cauterizes immediately. <laughs> not, not only is fire my power, it is my weakness. <laughs> it is my blood. <laughs> and then he explodes. Yeah, yes. why? Yeah, why does he explode? That was interesting. Yeah. Also, if, if he exploded and he was the reason that Johnny Cage was brought to that hell world, how did Johnny Cage get out of said hell world? Art Lean. Yep. He, again, he let him Art out. Lean. <laughs> and you're like, fuck, with the power of friendship. <laughs> I killed oh, my ride. God. Yeah. I love that they did the, no <laughs> they did the nod of the autograph. 
Oh god. Oh yeah. Yep. So good. Oh, so good. <laughs> and then I think the next scene is when uh is is this when we get the sub zero random fight or or is this the katana fight? Um, yeah, it's the really yep. shitty exposition fight between Katana and Liu Kang. Which is... Where yeah. it just ends and then nothing happens. And I think one of you guys brought this up earlier. I might have uh, missed it. Um, but it Shang's son... I oh, fuck, I fucked it up. Shang Tucson. Sorry, guys. Gotta stick with it. <laughs> Shang Tucson. Um, <laughs> don't conform. <laughs> was like... Talk to Reptile, the shitty Reptile, the first time we see him. And being like, keep them away from each other. And then he's like, okay, well, I set it up. They're going to fight. And she's gonna give him all this like dialogue and yeah, stuff, right? You know, yeah, that's true. If he had an event coordinator, this never would have happened. <laughs> yeah, never yep. would have happened. Absolutely. And and this was oh. the most pathetic fight because they were just kind of like, you know, and this didn't even need to be in the movie. Yeah, th- this uh, again. That's that example of like an actor who's not very good or not committed to the actual fight choreography. Katana, not Liu Kang. Because, again, his fights, great. Sonya Blade's fights, great. Because, again, we talked about how they committed to it. They trained because they wanted it to look real. The punches to look like they are actually hitting. Whereas Katana, you just see these slow, like, yeah, kia, like, first level, I'm going for my yellow stripe on my white belt fucking kata bullshit. (laughs) Right. Yeah, the fights between me and my brothers were better than uh, Katana and and Liu Kang. (laughs) (laughs) I want to say, speaking of Katana, Ed, Brian, what are your thoughts on this movie adaptation of Katana? Um, I, well, obviously I wasn't a fan of it. I thought they could have definitely, they wouldn't have been able to get away with the real uh, Katana because of the dialogue and the relationship with Liu Kang, I think. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, if if you look at, we already mentioned, I mean, this whole movie really is the fights and... Mm -hmm. You know, this this fight was just god-awful. It was really just circling each other with some grappling and some kind of, like, hushed dialogue. Uh, while Liu Kang is... <laughs> I, I don't even know. But, yeah, I, I don't know. It's also it, unnecessary. Yeah, someone, I mean... Someone already said it. It's unnecessary. Because the next scene, she comes in and reminds him, <laughs> use the, the thing about... Yeah. That is the source of life while he's fighting Sub-Zero. Remember the elemental source of life. Opposed to this bullshit, like, fight where they're... She's True. whispering it to him. It... Yeah, she just really didn't. She didn't have much of an impact. I don't know on on the movie, the story. Really, she was meant for the sequel. Like she was totally set up for the sequel. Yeah. <laughs> but even in the sequel, I feel like they didn't do the character justice. Like they add the fans, but one, the props in the sequel are just cartoony and don't even look like real weapons. Yeah, I think they failed on both ones. Well, <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> The way that I, like, you know, even when I was younger, I remember just, like, you would not have known that this was Katana. And, no. And if they didn't say her name. Because yep. I feel like they did not do a good ad- adaptation of the character. Like, at least make, like, she doesn't have to be wearing the exact suit, but put her in blue. Put a mask over her face. Give her the fucking fans instead of just... <laughs> I don't know, being like, oh, you're supposed to expect that Liu Kang and I are in love, and I'm 10,000 years old. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Well, she didn't have any fight whatsoever other than that shitty fight with Liu Kang, so there's no reason to give her her main weapons, because she did nothing other than that's, that. Yeah. And then, like, the scene at the end where they're walking, looking all happy. Right. That's, that's what, did, what did you do? Yeah. <laughs> 
They wasted money she, on that. She pointed out just... a bucket of water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. That's it. I, I... That's all. <laughs> oh no! That wasn't that Raiden carrying the buckets of water. Well, no, she was the one who said, "Remember the element of life," and Liu Kang oh. somehow came to the conclusion, like, "Water." That's, That's what right. we need. Oh, I well, Raiden, got it now. You're right, though. Raiden was the one that brought the water in that room. Oh, yeah. He was hooded and he, he put it down and then he walked away. Right. Okay. Yeah. He, that made me think, is Raiden secretly working there as a janitor to, like, keep an eye on everybody? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Could be. Possibly. The real, the real tournament is about getting Raiden out of janitor duty. That's why he's <laughs> recruiting Liu Kang. Yeah. He's like, I need you, Liu Kang. I can't. Sweep another floor. <laughs> he could sweep floors really quickly. Just grab the broom with just say the Monica right across the floor. <laughs> That's actually true. Yeah, just do that like forward flying yeah. rush thing. Yeah, and you're done. Like a giant broom. The only other thing I would wanted wanted out of this movie was one random quick second in the movie where some weird nerd white guy just pops up and goes toasty. <laughs> oh my god that would have been like that awesome yeah just a nod to it where he just says like i got next and like puts a quarter on like a torch or something yeah it just <laughs> would have been great but uh yeah this fight scene with the water and shit i don't know i was on the fence about that one because it looked kind of cool but at the same time the cgi was a little rough you know yeah a little but no, I liked it. I, I I think I gave it a little more credit just because we we there are other things to focus more on being way shittier like absolutely reptile and the things coming out the kunai's coming out of scorpion completely but yeah I agree. can see that it yep. definitely almost had like a Avatar the Last Airbender live action movie feel to it yeah mm -hmm. well especially especially with the the way Liu Kang ultimately takes out Sub Zero yeah with the perfectly placed like. Swinging the bucket like, <laughs> and then just throwing, and it turns into ice spike and just impales them. And again, would Sub Zero actually freeze? <laughs> my, I, only weakness, yeah, my only right? weakness. <laughs> Did anyone notice that the second half of the movie, Liu Kang got really loud? Like he just started screaming every time he was fighting. You know, it's just so random, spiraling into madness. Also, I think if you like threw a bucket of water at someone, wouldn't that if it instantly froze, it would just be like a thin sheet. Yeah, it wouldn't form into a jagged edge. <laughs> right. Yeah, it just magic it would just immediately fall to the ground. He'd be like, ah, you, what did you throw like a snowball at me? That had a rock in it, you jerk. Mm. <laughs> right. That was ice, you dick. What was Sub Zero's plan? Was he just like, oh, I can't fight this, guy, so I'm just gonna get him away from me by doing this slowly growing force field of ice which i know you said earlier ed morphin time the way that he was holding like his belt it looked like he was like morphing into a power ranger <laughs> oh yeah um yeah i think he was just going all kamikaze he's mm -hmm. like well if i'm going i'm taking everyone <laughs> with me yeah i agree you i know? think that's kind of what he what he did because Liu kang had been fucking him up like to that point I mean, it was a little bit of an even True. fight, but he was get he got kicked down like the state. Well, he got kicked and then he flipped himself down the stairs because you know that's what you do. Well, oh, and then let's remember that awesome quick part where Liu Kang just jumps down the ramp and does like a ghost. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he's going down the ramp, he just jumps and like punches or something randomly, and it's like no, no, no. Yeah, he's like just punches away. the air. Why? What are you doing? And you know. 
you know, um, so the whole reason behind that, he was supposed to mimic what Sub-Zero did down the ramp, but the actor couldn't pull it off. So instead, he was just like, yeah, and did like a Ninja Turtle kick down the stairs. <laughs> he just yells out, karate. Yeah. <laughs> karate. <laughs> See, that's when you throw in like the cheesy dialogue. Just be like, ice to meet you. <laughs> right. Oh, man. I would have loved, loved it if when Luke Kane was like throwing that bucket of water it went slow motion and sub-zero was just like oh no <laughs> or like he's like chill out <laughs> cool it come cool everybody it's time to chill <laughs> and, and again this this goes to show you just randomly where the fights take place like even when luke kane showed up and sub-zero casually walked next to him like and started like doing his poses. <laughs> Luke Kane kind of gave a look like, oh, 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 we're fighting now. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, I got a pose. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, oh, we're shit. fighting yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. It's like, are we fighting? Are we modeling? What are we doing here? <laughs> a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. <laughs> and th- and then we get uh the scene where we see first Goro just like ripping through dudes, which made me think again. Did Raiden oh, yeah. get all these guys that Goro is just destroying? No, Sh- <clears throat> again, Shang Soon is the one that invited everybody, so true. He just got meat bags for the for him to kill. Did they pay every dude that fell on the ground? They were like, "Listen, we need like two seconds from you. We'll give you five bucks a second. How's that sound? Just to fall on the ground." That was the same guy yeah. wearing six <laughs> different shirts. Was it? Wait, I wouldn't be surprised if it was, but it looked like different people to me. <laughs> and it's true that they filmed it just people falling. They definitely didn't have the actual, like, giant puppet man. One, yeah. Again, one was the um the mic operator. The other was the girl getting coffee. And then it was just all extras on the set. They were like, we just need to throw you around real quick. <laughs> we should have got Jim Henson. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Also, speaking of Goro, uh, the guy that was in the suit uh, named Tom Woodruff Jr., he was actually also, um, he was a guy that was into a lot of, like, the, like, 80s and early 90s, like, the, not really animatronics, but a lot, he was usually the guy in those suits, and he was also the uh, the xenomorph in Alien. Oh, really? Oh, wow. sick. Yeah. That's awesome. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Fun fandom fact. So they wanted to make sure they had somebody professional for Goro. Yeah. To make him yell. <laughs> like, constantly. I was like, chill, dude. And then we finally get the closing arc for the immortal character, Art Lean. Ar- Artie Lang. Ooh. I mean, Artie, Artie yeah. Lean. Artie Lang. <laughs> Artie Lang. <laughs> With his fucking busted up coke nose. Fucking fighting Goro. I know, it's so bad. What's up, Goro? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And when when Art Lean dies, Sonya just goes, no! I'm like, this is the first scene I've seen you guys in together. You know each other? Johnny yeah. Cage does the same thing. He Johnny Cage screams. Johnny Cage yeah. screams, but he doesn't, sc- he doesn't scream when the guy dies. He screams when Shang Tsung takes his soul. So you didn't care until he took his soul? Right. Not when he died in front of you? Yeah. Cool. Well, that's because Johnny Cage knows even in death, their souls are together. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's like, you said our souls are intertwined forever been... in friendship. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll never see him again. <laughs> well, and also, was Goro's hit actually like? Did that actually kill him? Because when he was like, 
finish him. You would have expected to see him maybe do something yeah. crazy, but no. Instead, he just chops him in the chest and drops him and then just goes, Rawr! yeah, he's dead. <laughs> no, I punch him in the top of the head. I thought, yeah. I thought he was going to do the back break on the top of the Yeah, I think he broke his neck when he pretty much hit his head. They could have done better, but I guess, you know, with what they had, you know, they they were like, well, what was Yeah, the giant animatronic wonky-ass looking (laughs) suit. They couldn't do any better, man. (laughs) Did it bother you guys with, like, all right, so, you know, Art Lean, he got some hits in on Goro. None of them were really great, but he did get some hits in. And why the fuck... After he sucks his soul out, or, or no, flawless victory. No, <laughs> no, it was not a no, flawless victory. No. That bothered me. You know why? Because Liu Kang does the same fucking thing at the end of the movie. Shang Soon kicked your yeah. ass, dude. You can't say it's a flawless victory. Yep. You lion sack. Why don't you just say fatality? Just say that. I, I remember the Liu Kang one, but I forgot they said it for Yeah, it bugged, it bugged the shit out of me. That's why I remembered it. I'm like, Mr. Mr. Tagawa, you don't know what that means. Don't say that. I love you. I love you, <laughs> Carrie Tagawa, but don't misuse the stuff from this property. Sorry, sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I'm ex- I'm really, really upset right now. <laughs> oh yeah, boy, I'm not upset. I don't. Yeah, I, I did, I did notice that, like, especially uh, Shane Tucson, they had him say throughout the entire movie the random things like flawless victory, yeah, fatality. Yeah, but if, if, if anyone's going to say it, it should be because he's, he's just the fucking hammiest actor of all time, and it's amazing. Definitely. Oh, yeah. That actually was in the, the scene where Art Lean and Johnny Cage were having a friendly arm wrestling match, and Shang Tsung walks up and he says, <laughs> Test your friendship's might. And then that song played, People always talking about my best friend. All right, so after... Johnny Cage's best buddy, who he had one conversation with, a single line of dialogue 45 minutes previous. He's like, you know what? I got to avenge this R.I.P. Got to avenge him. He was my best friend. We had plans to go on vacation, our whole family together, <laughs> twice a year. So we he's like, Shang Tsung, I want to fight Goro. And Shang Tsung's like, dude, you're going to die. And he's like, Psh, bitch, I don't <laughs> think so. That kind of confused me, though. Like, I don't get the whole, like, fall. deal they make. <laughs> like... Uh, that was that was I don't know I I rewatched that again. He's like, well, you know, let me fight Goro, and then Shang Tsung's like, all right, I'll let you fight him, but then I pretty much get to name a challenger and do whatever the hell I want for the rest of the tournament. <laughs> Deal? <laughs> Deal? Bastard. Yeah, I backtracked on that too because I was like, wait, whoa, 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 what? What was the deal? Like, we can't. Like he was going to eventually fight Goro anyway. Like, I, why did he have to make that horrific deal? Well, they wanted he <laughs> yeah, wanted right? he wanted to be the one to die first or something. I don't know because then they had to have that conversation with him and Sonya where he's like, "I'd rather me die than you," and she's like, "You're such a jerk," and he's like, "Yeah, but I'm good looking," and she's like, "Well, yeah, kind of right." And it's like, "Ooh, they <laughs> like each other." He he, like he said, he had a plan. He, he had a, a glorious plan. To Run away, Goro. <laughs> yeah, what a yeah. Great plan. yeah, we we. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're getting to, Andrew. Though you know the, what uh... I'm getting at, yeah. Oh yeah, the, the nut breaker, breaker. the ball yeah, breaker. Yeah. That's what the if Goro didn't have a classic. Dick? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got four. He's got four arms. I think we can definitely count on him having a baby arm down there. <laughs> yeah, he's probably got like two or three dicks. <laughs> he's got like four dicks, but they're all really small. They're all <laughs> micro penises. He just he just braids he braids them, so it's all one big dick. <laughs> That'll explain why he's so angry all the time. 
one dick with four heads. It just looks like a Brussel, a, no, a broccoli fucking stem. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, they hinted that his he's got a really strong dick because when Johnny strong Cage walks a, starts to run away, yeah. he goes he goes ah. Oh, that hurt. Yeah, like that's hurt. Head. Maybe he was smooth like a Ken doll. Maybe that's what hurt. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Or his pubes are like tree bark. <laughs> so you think like Johnny Cage was like just dropping to do that nut shot on Goro because he's like, you know, if me and Art Lean can't have children, neither can you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, this movie yeah. was really progressive with their ideals on same-sex marriage and adoption. Kudos. Wow. No, there was a third that one of the monks at one point was a black guy. Wow. So three black <laughs> So guys. they were like crazy progressive. Guys, guys, I'm sorry. Four, because we saw Jax who said three words earlier in the movie before. Oh, yeah. Before. Don't get on the boat. Oh, Four yeah. black guys. Sonia! <laughs> well, this, this scene I felt like was, well, of course, they had to move the, mo move the movie along, but I felt like how Goro is defeated, it's... It's so quick and dumb. Yeah, he just pushes him off the ledge, and when then we get that that call back to, this is where you're supposed to. Yeah, fall. It's, <laughs> that's the cheesiest, yeah. <laughs> cheesiest part. Because again, Johnny Cage is supposed to be like the comedic relief, but but he's already taken that turn where now he's like trying to lead. Like I want to be the one to take on Goro, so no one else has to. He's already stepped up to have him back that off, and now be like, ha ha jokes and jokes and ball punches and my son those are 500 dollars sunglasses mister it's like shut up yeah <laughs> yep. but um yeah i understand it was a lot of money to operate goro and all that shit but they could have done a little longer yeah. for that fight scene for sure <laughs> i also didn't realize that the rules of mortal Kombat meant you could run away from the ring until you get to a cliff and then just kick your opponent off a cliff <laughs> i didn't realize that was part of the rules. i mean yeah, the rules weren't very well established. Apparently, you can attack two people at a picnic, too, when they're minding yeah. their own damn business. But <laughs> Right after they open the brie. It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. I didn't even open the package of crackers, <laughs> son of a bitch. I gotta let this red breathe, motherfucker. <laughs> Pinot's on ice. Fuck. <laughs> Next tournament, Raiden's like, Shang Tzu Sun, we really need to discuss the whole picnic rule. You know, we can't have people interrupting picnics. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's getting out of hand. in the middle of the night while I'm sleeping. But if I'm having a bro's day out, you fucking leave me alone. Well, after this Goro scene, then we get, for like, instead of, I guess, Shang Sun uh, decides to take uh, Sonya to Outworld. Yep. And yeah, through, through, they... the star, through the Stargate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through the Stargate, yeah. I was going to call it a blob crossover. <laughs> what a weird idea, too. Like, I'm going to kidnap her and force her to fight me. Yeah, but, but what does that lead so to? So did did he fight her? Did he fight her and then tie her up, or did he tie her no. up and was planning on fighting her? No, I I think she needed to agree to fight him, but she wouldn't agree to it. But she did agree to be put in that fucking costume, and someone someone poofed out her hair a bit. He's like, wait, I need to change you first. She she wasn't wearing <laughs> shoes either. Nope. Yeah, it was very. This this was one of the parts for me that I didn't remember until I rewatched it recently, but it, it was just odd and like you said, strong female character, and then they literally turned her into damsel in distress yeah. for the like yeah. last last almost half of the film, and 
you know, like you said, it blew the hair out, put her in a dress, mm-hmm. put the makeup on, and effectively she did nothing for the rest of the film. So yeah. I don't know. That kind of rubbed me the wrong I way. Agree. Yeah. I agree. Because I loved her character about the whole movie of just being her whole thing was, I don't need your fucking help. And I understand that Raiden did mention to her, like, your problem is that you can't accept people's help. And the only way to win this is if you can work with other people. But that doesn't yeah. necessarily mean you can't still be a fucking badass. It just means that you have to also be able to accept other people's help, not turn into uh. a typical damsel in distress. That dress looked like it was something out of the Mario Brothers movie. Right. <laughs> yeah. That would, I mean, I wouldn't have it any other way. She looked good in I, that dress. Yeah, but... so, again, I will go back you know. to I would die by being crushed to death by them thighs. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> But before we get to that scene, don't we have something good coming up? You know, one of the best scenes in the movie. <laughs> oh, you mean the, you mean the reptile versus Liu Kang fight? Because that doesn't seem like the best. Yeah, part of the movie. dude. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to it. Oh God, it was such a bummer because reptile is also one of my favorite characters, and the way they just it makes no sense. Because okay, so he's he's this terrible CGI creature that accidentally gets kicked into a statue and then becomes yeah. a person. Never understood it. <laughs> and the statue looks like Freddy Krueger. <laughs> but yes. that turns into a scorpion clone that's green. Yeah, with a suit already and everything. Yes. They, they, I don't, they never explained it. I never understood it. Obviously, you needed him to fight reptiles, so I guess that they were just like, well, we got a broken statue over here. We could save some money and throw the CGI thing in it, and it can turn into reptile. <laughs> Brilliant. Do it. Brilliant. Print it. Yeah, I just don't understand why they just didn't have a person play reptile the whole time. Yeah, because you could still make him invisible. True. It just would be a hum- yeah. like a humanoid instead yeah. of a Pixar lizard. Although we did get <laughs> the bicycle kick, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, oh, I was excited God. about that. I was pissed because they used this the reptile spit, and usually that melts people's faces, and instead it was like uh, getting hairspray in Liu Kang's eye. He was like, ah, ah, shit. My hair looks good, though. <laughs> oh, chosen one. Yeah. My hair's good, though, yeah. Yeah, he easily just wiped it off, and there was no scarring on his face or anything. Right. And I don't know, I mean, the choreography of the fight, just fell off from the rest of Liu Kang's fights too for some reason. Maybe that was just me, but it felt different. No, I think I th- I agree with you. Uh, Liu Kang's fights in particular, uh, you know, along with the main characters, like they all have that intensity of actors who are trained somewhat. But maybe this was just maybe the person who was the reptile wasn't as skilled as Liu Kang's actor, so he had to kind of almost do like the katana fight thing where it's very slow and scripted and choreographed and it's so obvious that nothing's actually landing. Right. I, I actually read I read about that fight a little bit and one of the other things was um Liu Kang's actor actually wasn't as comfortable with um using wires. Oh. And they used a lot of wires oh. in that fight with yeah, some of did. the uh the stunts mm-hmm. and especially you know the bicycle kick and things like that. So they had him rigged up to those um and it limited some of his range of motion and things that he was used to so yeah, that makes sense, sense. that's why um, yeah. yeah. might have looked a little janky 
Yeah, it was very underwhelming. And I even remember as a, a kid being excited when you finally see full form uh, reptile. But then like right. the whole time, the CGI thing, you know, to us that now, it so even bad. looks worse. <laughs> yeah. So I could have done without that scene. Yep. No, oh, yeah. We could have just gone right to where we are now, where, yeah. you know, they don't even show you how they get to the tower. But I do like the shot that they do. How they scale up the the tower like you would in like, like in the game Mortal Kombat games where you're fighting people. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, that was great. I thought it was cool that they did that. I, I think this is definitely um, one of the top three, top two fights in the movie. I, I do think that uh, what was it? What was the one we were saying earlier? It was definitely the best one. Scorpion, Scorpion and Johnny yeah. Cage. Well, no, what Goro fighting? No, that's not the best fight in the, in the movie. <laughs> no, no, uh, Scor- Scorpion and Johnny oh, Cage. Scorpion, Scorpion, yes, yeah. yes. I thought you said Goro and Johnny yeah. Cage. I'm like, oh, I thought we said that was bad. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely the same. No. <laughs> yeah, no, that one didn't make it. Oh yeah, uh, I did. I did like in this scene when they show up, and I I think they had to change the wording around because I feel like this is how it should have gone, where uh, she uh, Sonya's talking to Shang Tsung son, and she she goes. My friends will come. And Johnny Cage takes off his hood, and I was waiting for him to say, "I already came." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or like, even if he was just like pulled his hood off and was like, "We already did," but <laughs> no, he said, "We're already here." It was such a missed opportunity. <laughs> you know what I was also hoping for is like right when the fight starts and Liu Kang actually draws blood on Shang Soon for Shang Soon to be like. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would have been That's so good. the ultimate scene. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> and I love how Katana's just like, yeah, Mortal Kombat can't be won by treachery. And then as soon as Liu Kang lands one hit, Lu- <laughs> Shang Tsung's like, all right, now fight eight <laughs> random people, and then I'm going to shapeshift into your brother and try to tri- treachery you into yeah. falling onto a spike <laughs> fit. Into... But no, it can't be won by treachery. Yeah. Yeah, he tries to break I, the rules a lot in that movie. <laughs> um, I always never understood that, uh, the whole, like, in movies, when you clearly see the villain turn into somebody that you know from the past, and they just immediately, like, oh my, oh my god, it, is it you? He did it right in front of him, and he's like, is that you, I Chad? never understood Is it. that you? It's like, yeah, no, I was Shang Tsung the whole movie, your dead brother. The way I looked at it was I, the only way I could make sense of it in my head was that he's a collector of souls and maybe Liu Kang thought his soul was still with Shang Tsung and he thought the soul was like talking and it was really his brother. But even that's a very loose thread to follow. So, stretch, you know, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch. Shang Tsung really did not want to fight Liu Kang. Like, no. even when he, they were like, you can't fight Sonya. He's like, okay, Johnny Cage, I <laughs> yeah. challenge you to Mortal Kombat. What about the guy holding the camera? I'll fight him. <laughs> yeah, that was the other thing. He, like, he talked so much shit to Liu Kang the whole movie. And then when it finally came down to, you know, walking the walk. I'll fight the lady. He was like, no, <laughs> I'll fight the lady. <laughs> I am a sorcerer. I'll fight the woman who's tied up. <laughs> First, I will tie her up and dress her like Jane. <laughs> I mean, I didn't call him the chosen one. I have no idea who he is. I don't know that he's related to Kung Lao. I don't know. There's nobody. 
But it turned out to be a good fight. Like you said, it was definitely the second best fight in the movie. And um, I love how it ended with the bed of spikes in the symbol. That Dragon was kick? Th- yeah, that was oh, really no, cool. The, no, he does the fireball to him to knock him over it. Yep. Did you guys... So I, one thing I never noticed when I originally saw this, because I was just like, yeah, this is badass. Spike pit death. Cool. But when you actually see the spikes coming out of the ground, you can clearly tell that the ground is like, like wrapping paper or something. Yeah, paper mache or some shit. I noticed that the on the rewatch, it was like, whoa. I was like, what is that coming out of? Like just paper that's been spray painted. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? It looked bad. <laughs> Whoever designed that room was like, so wait a minute, you want me to build spikes that come out of these holes, but then you want to cover them with this really thin layer of like paper mache or something yeah <laughs> yeah like have they never used them before or just have they just been sitting there waiting for Liu kang what are we doing it here? probably was way better but after like 15 takes of it not working they just had to go with the cheapest option they're like we're blo- we're blasting our whole budget to get this shot and it's not worth it guys we gotta <laughs> move on yeah i get some duct tape and paint will that work <laughs> yes go go <laughs> This is probably a guy under there with like a crank or just like holding it up and just <laughs> So like you guys said, this scene is great, this last fight scene. But though I say I feel like after a while, like Shang Chi Sun's not even like fighting. He's just like making faces constantly at Liu Kang. And... Right. Yep. And doing the pointing. Like I said, he's always pointing. You will die. <laughs> Your soul will die. Yeah. <laughs> Also, this is the second time they do this. Liu Kang says flawless victory. I know we've already talked about it. Yep. That was not a flawless victory. He hit you many times. No, you it wasn't. Fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, you were <laughs> you were not flawless, Liu Kang, at all. <laughs> and we, we totally forgot to mention during this battle, uh, Shang Tsung, like, summons a bunch of dudes, which... I will say I was kind of I wish the, they probably couldn't afford the budget, but I would have loved to have seen Shang Sun change into different characters yeah. and fight him. Yep. Instead of just summoning summoning. Yeah, have him fight and his yeah, brother. I don't know. Maybe it was just me, but like, if you're holding a bunch of souls captive and you finally release them, are they automatically just going to fight for you? I think they'd be like, I'm fucking out of here while I still got the chance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I ain't attacking this dude. I have a body? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. Get me to the boat. <laughs> I thought it would have been cool, like, a, a reprieve, like, to see, um, you know, after he does all that summoning bullshit, to see, like, Johnny Cage, Katana, yeah. and Sonya Blade mm. step up and be like, we got this. Yeah. You keep fighting him. Yeah, Girls, get it sense. done. <laughs> oh, but they couldn't. That yeah. would have been, can't be won by treachery, even though he summoned a bunch of fucking people to fight for him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Or, or it's like the people that were killed earlier. He took the souls of that first guy that Liu Kang killed. Uh, like, what if Kano was one of the people he had to fight? Bring those people back that died that Shang Tsung took their soul and have them fight. But it was just a bunch of, like, yeah. like a Mongolian soldier, like, random fucking soldiers. Like, yeah, I, I, I didn't get it. Genghis Khan. samurai. <laughs> All in all, still, still, still great. Yeah, good fight. Still, still played great. out well, yeah. So we got the end. He falls in the pit of spikes, like Josh said. Uh, we get a little touching scene with Liu Kang's brother where he says, we will meet again, <laughs> meaning you're going to die one day and we'll we'll hang out. <laughs> I'll see you real right. soon, Lou. Wait, what does that mean? Real <laughs> soon. Wink. <laughs> 
And then yeah, the the episode pretty much. The episode one, you're right there. Yeah. The movie pretty. <laughs> The movie pretty much wraps itself up at Raiden, who's done nothing this entire fucking time. Right, just comes out like I, I had faith in you, like Farley. He's like, he's like, we, he's like, we did it. Yeah. Okay, Thunder God, thanks for the help. (laughs) That actually reminds me. There's one point where Liu Kang says something, and uh, um, Raiden says, "Finally, you've understand everything I have taught you." Oh yeah. what have you been fucking teaching him? I haven't seen you t- teach him shit. And the thing, it's like, I forget, like you said exactly what he says, but Liu Kang says something simple like, we can't win this fight by breaking rules, and Raiden's just like, oh, you finally understand. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck has he been doing this whole entire time? Which... Yeah, dude, I don't, it, it was just weird. He plays a way bigger role in the sequel, unfortunately, but yeah. which, he was yeah, just that, like... The guy that they had for that, which I will always know as Dexter's invisible dad from Dexter. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. not he's not Highlander, it's Lowlander. <laughs> yeah, Lowlander. Lowlander. So this the... ending, what, it, is it weird for anyone else or just me? It felt like the ending of maybe like The Return of the Jedi, where it's really happy and there's like people dancing in the background and... It just felt yep, nub. off, yep, you know? <laughs> yep, exactly. Oh, it just felt so... And then all of a sudden, you know, we get, um... Your the, souls will be mine. The Emperor, just some dark clouds. God, and... Why are you so obsessed with souls? I thought you wanted to take over the realm. Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> For the realm. It just felt really fucking strange. And then you get the, like, the lineup of all the characters where they all square up. That look cool, but yeah, it's like that. It's like the super. Uh, it's like the Street Fighter movie ending where they all do like a fucking pose at the very end. It's like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody, jump. Stage freeze. <laughs> yeah. And for the fourth time, we get the Mortal Kombat theme song. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it. What else could it possibly end with other than that masterpiece oh, yeah. song? Oh at, yeah. At the very end, I was like, "Fuck yeah!" Dun 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 dun. dun. That's why. You walk away dude, from the dude, movie feeling dude, good dude. because they're like, dude, if we stick one more Mortal Kombat in here, people will walk out like, oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah, you're like walking out, <laughs> like know. kicking and punching your friends, like, oh, I'm gonna fucking air right now. Yeah, <laughs> god damn it. <laughs> and, they, and they set up the sequel to like, they're like, all right, whoever picks us up next, we set it up to be awesome. And then the second one starts, and you just have ninjas raining from the sky. <laughs> Hashtag not my Shao Kahn. Yeah, <laughs> not my Shao Kahn. Doesn't look anything like the one we saw at the end of this movie. Who sounded like yeah, no. like, yeah, it just sounded like a fucking demon. And the other guys was like, I'm Shao Kahn, and I am basically Mister Clean, but taller. Well, gang, I believe that is the end of our discussion of this movie. Which, if you ask me, was a flawless victory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that said. Josh, let's get to the scores. Let's get to the scores. Alrighty, let me explain this just a little bit for our guest here. So right off the bat, we have how cheesy of a movie is this on a score from 1 to 10? Cheesy being, does this follow, you know, similar cheesy tropes that other movies have done, you know, jokey type stuff, action stuff you've seen before, just the typical stuff that makes you kind of be like, ugh, okay, this is kind of cheesy. 
So let's start with our guests. Cool. All right. Okay. Um, so for cheesiness, I think the movie actually balanced out really good as far as really cool shit and cheesy shit. I'm going to say like, I don't want to hit it too hard. So six out of 10. Yeah, I'm probably somewhere with you on that, Brian. I would say right around a five or six out of 10. I mean, there is some stuff, some dialogue that's super cheesy and cliche. Yeah. Uh, I felt like they, it was almost like an eighties movie on borrowed time. (laughs) It's sitting in the the mid nineties, but uh, yeah, I would say right around like a, like a five out of 10, six out of 10. I'm going to say five out of 10. Yeah, uh, for me, I completely agree with you both. I am also going to say a 5 out of 10. Uh, I think this movie did take itself seriously for the most part, but early on we had Johnny Cage as the comedy relief. Uh, Then we get that classic, like, all right, well, Sonya Blade was a badass female character. Oh, now she's the damsel in distress in a random twist at the third act because we needed that for some reason. So, yeah, that's pretty cheesy, forcing that demographic onto this character who was trying to be something completely different. And I guess, you know, obviously yeah. we can say it's because we talked about she had an injury. Maybe she couldn't do more fighting. That's fine. But still, for me, 5 out of 10. Still. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I think uh, Brian gave this story. I'm going to give a, a 6 out of 10 on that one because, and it was mainly the banter between Johnny Cage and so- Sonya Blade. And also when, you know, I felt like it was kind of cheesy how, Johnny Cage just assumed because Lucane was uh, Asian that he was the person <laughs> that would carry the luggage on top of Yeah. But it was also pretty funny when he just took the money and then dumped it right in it the was funny. water. Yeah. That was pretty funny. No, I got it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I think we're all in agreement there. So, okay, cool. Our second uh, second score is how how good of a movie is this? One out of ten. And this time I'll start with you, Andrew. Uh, I'm actually going to uh, give this a, and it might be, you guys might say I'm scoring a little too high, but I'm going to give it a, a seven point, come here, um, because <laughs> I I just, I felt like um, as far, and how far back this movie was, I feel like it was pretty good, and it didn't do what a lot of these video game movies do. They either don't add anything from the video game at all, or they try to shoehorn so much crap into it where I felt like the move sets in this, how they kindly kind of like lightly sprinkled them into the movie, I thought it was pretty good. You know, I, I felt like though there no the events were very scattered, uh I did feel like the way that this movie was portrayed, I don't know, I felt like they did a pretty good job. And uh I yeah. Hit it right on the head. I am in, I have the same exact score, 7 out of 10. Uh, I was highly entertained the whole movie. Right off the bat with that song kicking in, you're fucking just brought right in. You're like, fuck yeah, Mortal Kombat. I'm going to fucking punch my brother. He's asleep. And fuck him. And, uh, oh, yeah. fuck him. Oh, shit. Holy shit. Wait, wait, not but fuck him. But, you know, but fuck him. As I, I was going to say, man. <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. All right. Got you. So, 7 out of 10. Jamie, if you're listening, do you need help? <laughs> Knock twice. Email email in saying that we are really good and we've gotten good, and then like in between it says, "I need help. Please call 911. It's just hidden. <laughs> yeah, in, in code. Um, 
What about you, Brian? Yeah, all right. So as far as how good the movie is, actually, I don't think you guys went too high at all. I agree mostly with everything you're saying. Um, besides a few parts, I think this was really refreshing. Be after um, Double Dragon, Street Fighter, and Mario Brothers. And because of that, I would give it an 8 out of 10. I honestly yeah, yeah. enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it on my second rewatch. I mean, on my adult rewatch, which is a lot more I can say than other video game movies. So, yeah, I'd say an 8 out of 10. Almost similar to Brian, like adult version of me. I'm almost going to put this on a sliding scale. So, 10-year-old me back in 95 had this at like a 9 out of 10. I thought it was awesome. Uh, I would say Adult Me had it around probably a 7 out of 10. So I'm going to put it right in the middle. I'm going to say 8 out of 10. I think, uh, like like Brian said, it still, it still stands the test of time. I mean, yeah, there are some things that are goofy. But, I mean, for a video game property film, I mean, they, they got a lot of things right. They got more things right than they got wrong. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I, I still enjoyed it to this day. So I'll still give it an 8 out of 10. Yeah. Well, that's perfect. That's a great segue into our next score. How comparable do you think this is to the actual video game? Uh, We'll go back to you guys for this one to start. All right. Um, uh, Yeah, no, I'll start. So I actually said this to Ed before this episode. It's it really feels like they pulled the Super Nintendo version of Mortal Kombat threw it on the film because I mean, besides a couple things, this is pretty damn near close to the video game besides the no blood and guts, you know? Um, so, I honestly, I'd say 9 out of 10. Pretty much. Hot damn! Yeah. I feel like it really hit... This is probably one of the only ones that comes to my mind right away as far as video game movies that hit the dot on the actual video game. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm there with you, Brian. I, especially when you look at things like Mario Brothers, that other than the main characters being <laughs> called Mario and Luigi, had nothing to do with the actual video game. Right. Um, but yeah, looking at this film, I mean, the characters, the set, the whole you know going to the tournament, this or that. I mean, it was pretty damn close to what the game was. Uh, I still think I'm probably going to give it an eight out of ten, though. Uh, only because there were certain things they missed on, like mainly Katana. Uh, they they really whiffed on her. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, they're. I I would still give it a solid eight out of ten. They they held they held it pretty damn close to the game. Cool, Andrew, you want to go first, bud? Oh uh, yeah, sure. I'm actually um I'm agreeing with Ed. Uh, I feel like this is an eight, uh, and I think we have the similar, very similar like thoughts on the whole Katana thing was kind of a letdown, and also Reptile. You know, I felt like they could have done so much more with Reptile, or maybe even not, and just have him there. Uh, the CGI was not needed. But other than that, the, they did a really good job adapting to the game. I think the writer mainly was was uh, working with the, the director a lot because of how bad Double Dragon and Mario did, and they were trying so hard to not take the route that they did. They were very nervous right. making this movie. Yeah, understandable. Yep, especially around the time when this was becoming like a international fucking hit. It's like, goddamn, we cannot mess this up because this is a big property. Yeah, um, and for my score, honestly, I think <laughs> we've kind of all had the very similar opinion about how this movie was. Uh, put out there I also went with an 8 out of 10 Um, some of the I I agree with everything we don't need to reiterate it Reptile just could have been a person that was just 
following around Katana, and he could become invisible. Also, Katana not having fans or being a fighter. That didn't make any sense. Yeah, so, just kind of just kind of there. Yeah, right. there. She's a 10,000-year-old princess. Oh, who cares? Well, why do I care? Yeah, <laughs> do more so, with it. <laughs> 8 out of 10. I mean, this movie hit. It, it has the characters. The characters have great character development, so you really buy into who they are. Uh, we see a lot of different set pieces because people are fighting all over the place. I know some people said, why are they fighting here? It's like, okay, but there was a lot of different arenas in Mortal Kombat. Uh, I would have liked to see more special powers, a little bit more, you know, of the individual stuff. But we, we did see a bunch. So, and that's now taking away from my score. So, still 8 out of 10. I like um, it. Nice. Yeah, out of all the fighting games we've watched so far, this one has done it the best uh, for movie-wise. Because it's such a hard style to make a movie. Like, fighting games, right. how do you really make a movie out of that? Yep. Yeah, yeah I think they did almost as good as they could with what they had, definitely. So that wraps up our scores, guys. Uh, before we uh, exit out and have you guys, uh, you know, plug yourselves, what I, what I like to say. Plug uh, yourself. <laughs> Whoa. How'd you know I like to do that? <laughs> uh, Josh, do you know what we're discussing next week? Is Oh, wait, is next, next week, week a Super Mario RPG discussion? Ribbage. Yes, next oh. week we will be we will be doing our second video game discussion, and we will be discussing Mario RPG. Yes, nice. very good choice. It's a good one. So, guys, this was great. We had a great conversation about Mortal Kombat. You know, um, yeah, definitely going to have you both on again sometime. You know, we'll have to maybe when we do the the new Mortal Kombat movie, we'll have you guys come back. Yeah, we'd love that. Hell yeah, dude. I would love to do that. It's been a good time. Hopefully we can do it in person. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Right. We can make you guys our uh, Mortal Kombat aficionado. aficionado. Yes. You know what I'm saying. I'm okay, I'm okay with that title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and likewise, uh, yeah, with uh, WandaVision, we'll definitely have you guys on when that completes. Uh, what else we got going on, Brian? We've got, uh, I think, what we're doing... I think we have a Phantom Fighters coming up, right? Yep. Best so, uh, best action team from the 80s and 90s. Yeah, we so we'll, Brian and I will actually be drafting <laughs> 80s action heroes. Yep. So, and uh, uh, that'll be good because we all know action heroes from the 80s and 90s were definitely the best and definitely all named John, I realized after doing some <laughs> research. But, uh, uh, yeah, so we get some news Phantom Fighters on the episode we're releasing this week. And... Uh, you know, like Ed said, can't wait to have you guys back over here to talk about WandaVision. Yeah, and if you're listening and uh, it's interesting, you want to check us out, www.fandomatrandom.com. And we'll make sure to put all that information on the podcast episode as well as in the link to the Facebook post that when this episode goes live. Excellent. Cool. Thank nice. you, gentlemen. I, I, I love your Fandom Fighter segments. It's it's awesome. So everybody yeah. definitely check it, check them out. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. And thanks for being on the show. That wraps up the end of our episode. If you have any questions or would like to provide any feedback, you can email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. That's the number 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. If you want to send us any questions or uh, want to have us read something on the podcast, maybe you have some, you're confused about something we did on the podcast, or you just have a recommendation, or you want to send us a Venmo link so we can take all of your money. Go to website, 
8bitpod.com. You can also go to our backlog of all of our episodes and find everything we've done from when we were really bad at doing this to now when we're bad at doing this, but not really bad. And the, and the movies have gotten better <laughs> in some aspects. <laughs> yes. We're not torturing ourselves as much. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us for Mortal Kombat. This has been Andrew Gonzalez. And I'm Josh Edgington. And join us next week for Mario RPG. Finish him. Bye. And if you want to leave with your fucking ass, then you know that you just don't fuck with Jack.